Thank you very much, our sister Joy. Good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. Man, he's worthy of praise. Amen. Mm. Amen. He's worthy of praise. I want to thank God so much for this opportunity uh, to minister. Uh, it's a good morning, and we thank God for his mercies. His word says they are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. We thank God so much for the gift of life this morning. And even as we hear his word, it will bring light to us. The Bible says the entrance of his word brings light and understanding to the simple. So my prayer this morning is that the light of the Lord will be shown in our hearts, even as we share from his word. Our topic this morning is discipleship as self-denial discipleship as self-denial. I have never thought about it that way, but as we will discover this morning in our reflection, we'll discover that discipleship and self-denial go together. They just move together and they complement each other. And our text this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 9, verses 23. And I will, I will also move into verse 24 and 25, even as we share, because I discovered that both of them also have content that can be of, of great use for us in our reflection this morning. The Bible says in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says, Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves Take up their cross daily and follow me. He said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple, that is in the NIV, must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. Now let's look, let, let's look at some keywords, a disciple or discipleship and self-denial. Those two words, let's, let's try to dig into them as we get to our text this morning to reflect on it. A disciple is a kind of student. It is someone who follows the teaching of and learns from the models their life after someone else. So a, a, a disciple is a student. He learns from the teaching. He learns from the models and the and the way of life of that someone that he's learning from. And in this case, it is Jesus that we are talking about. So discipleship, therefore, is a journey of intentional decisions leading to maturity in your relationship with Jesus. Discipleship is a journey. In that context, discipleship is a journey. But there has to be intentionality in your decision-making that leads you to being mature in your relationship with Jesus so that you become more, more like him. So the ultimate goal there is to become more like him. So in the process of being intentional, in the process of making that decision to, to mature, the ultimate goal is to become more like Jesus in the way you, in the way you live, in your attitudes, in the way you focus, and ultimately your behavior. So there must be something. Something has to change. 
something has to graduate in your life as a disciple. So it requires a commitment from the potential disciple and the disciple makers. So there has to be commitment. Commitment is one of the ingredients. It's not something that happens by accident or overnight. Like I said, it is a journey. It doesn't happen accidentally. It doesn't happen overnight. And it can be completed and it cannot be completed in just some span of time that is dictated to it. Maybe six months or you go for a six months course in a classroom or somewhere. No, it's a journey. It's a lifelong journey. This is a lifelong commitment. Like you know it as a child of God, when you get saved, you begin a journey. You begin a journey. So it's a lifelong commitment to follow God with your whole self and to both learn and eventually teach others about how to follow Christ. So ultimately, as you learn, there comes a time when now you have to teach someone and trust to another faithful person to follow Christ. So discipleship involves total commitment. It involves surrender. It involves obedience. So there has to be total commitment. It is a lifelong journey. I have to be committed. I have to surrender myself. I have to be obedient. To follow Jesus requires self-denial, complete dedication and willingness to obey him to the end. So you see how self-denial now comes in. While discipleship is a journey, there is an ingredient of self-denial that comes in because your focus is becoming more like Jesus. And there are things that you will have to shed off in the process of learning from Jesus, hence denying self. See, in his interaction with others, with others Jesus often got straight to the point when he talks about uh, accepting and carrying the cross and daily following him. In Mark 8, 34, he says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now you hear this part, this part of the version. He says, if anyone would come after me, Luke 9.23 says, whoever wants to be my disciple. Now Jesus in Mark even makes it more clear. He says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So discipleship, therefore, equals self-denial and cross-bearing. Those are the three ingredients that are involved in discipleship. Discipleship equals self-denial and cross-bearing or bearing your cross. That means putting God above emotions when we must choose God between God and the things that we hold so dear in our hearts. It means putting God before self when we really want to do something that God forbids. So God is above those things that you want to do. Self-denial then comes in because there are things that God forbids. There are things that the journey of discipleship will take you into. 
that God forbids. But because you want to do them, you will have to deny yourself. So you have to put God above emotions. You have to put God above self so that you'll be able to fulfill the mandate that God wants you to do or to fulfill in that case. Self-denial means willingly obeying a command of God. Though we do not see why it should be necessary. So sometimes it's, it doesn't make sense, by the way. It doesn't. That is where faith comes in. Because faith does not have to first get you to reason. Now when I'm getting saved, what am I going to benefit out of this? Sometimes you don't see the whole journey. The whole package is not unleashed to you. And sometimes it doesn't make sense. So in self-denial, you are willing. There is that attitude of willingness. So there is willingness to obey, to obey a command. There's no negotiation. There is a command given and your task is to obey it. Even though it doesn't make sense. So in this sense, self-denial is human sacrifice. Sacrificing your human nature, your human desires, your way of life, your way of thinking. Self-denial is denying human sacrifice. It's a human sacrifice. It is self-offered to God on the altar of unconditional obedience. Yourself is offered to God on the altar of unconditional obedience. Unconditional obedience. Unconditional obedience. No strings attached. There is nothing of yours that you can make into a contribution when it comes to denying self. There has to be total obedience. So you will sacrifice self at the altar of unconditional obedience. So regarding this idea, Paul clearly states in Romans 12.1, I talked about self uh, 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 putting yourself at the altar of unconditional obedience. Paul says in Romans 12.1, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12, verse 1. So, all Christians, all believers, must first offer themselves to God in simple obedience. Simple obedience. Obeying the command. All of us must first, you know, offer ourselves to God in simple obedience. We must love God enough, trust him so completely, submit our will to his will so thoroughly, and anchor ourselves in hope so securely that we will do anything he says simply because he says it. I repeat that because that is very, very critical. And this is very profound. He said, all Christians... All Christians, all of us, we must first offer ourselves to God in simple obedience. There is simple obedience, obeying the word of God. 
even though it does not make sense for you at that moment. We must love God enough, trust him so completely, submit our will to his will so thoroughly and anchor ourselves in hope so securely that we will do anything he says simply because he says it. Oh, that is so powerful when you think about it. It begins from simple obedience. And it, it takes you to love God, love him to the extent. I mean, you can't even love him more than he has loved you, but you get so deep and intimate in God. It takes you to trust him so completely. Trust God so completely. It's like, I mean, he is my everything. He's all that I have. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. I will trust him so much, even though there are some trust in horses and chariots, but I will trust in the Lord so completely because he is my only help. I don't have an alternative. I don't have a plan B when it comes to trusting God. Trusting him completely. Submitting to his will. So thoroughly you submit. Your will becomes enfolded and engraved in his own will. You have nothing left of you. No wonder the Apostle Paul in Galatians 2.20 says, he, he made this commitment of self-denial. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That is so profound. Paul made this commitment of self-denial. It is no longer I who lives. I have been crucified. Self has been crucified. The Paul that you know, with all the degrees, with the status, with the fame, with the name. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. So as followers of Christ, we must be willing, willing to crucify self. The question is this morning, are you willing? Am I willing? Am I willing? Are you willing to crucify self? Reflection. Am I willing to crucify self as a disciple? So in our text this morning in Luke 9, 23, that I read for us, let me try, let me try to recap. It says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. The first thing that I want you to see is that being a disciple of Jesus means embracing self-denying. Being a disciple of Jesus, you are ready to embrace self-denial, like we have discussed. So following Jesus means I embrace self-denial. 
Look at what Jesus says in verse 23. And he said to all, and he said to all. Now let me just stop right there. He's speaking to all his disciples, all of them. Like he's speaking to us this morning. He's speaking to all of us. Not just to a Peter or to a James or to a, a, or, or to a, a, an Andrew somewhere. No, he was speaking to all the disciples. You know, Peter was just said as a representative on the part of the other disciples. But you are, Peter, Peter, remember the confession he made? He said, you are the Christ. Matthew amplifies what Jesus said. What Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. But Jesus is not directing these words just to Peter. It is to all of his disciples that he's speaking when he says, Therefore, if anyone would come after me. And there he gives the clue again that he's not just speaking to Peter. This is for everyone, every one of us who would want to be the, a disciple to Jesus or for Jesus. They should be ready to come after Jesus. Let them deny themselves. Take up his cross or their cross follow Jesus. Notice three things. Know that call of self-denial that Jesus announces. One, self-denying self or self-denial. The first of the three distinct parts of Jesus' charge is that we are to deny, to deny, to deny ourselves. If anyone is going to follow Jesus, if anyone is going to be a Christian, if anyone is going to be a follower of Christ, if anyone is going to be a disciple of Jesus, let them deny themselves. What is this to deny ourselves that we're talking about? It means to renounce anything that challenges or diminishes our allegiance to the kingdom of God. It means we are to renounce our yearning to possess things if they diminish our allegiance to the kingdom of God. It means we are to renounce the favor of men if it costs our loyalty to the Lord Jesus. Now, these are very hard things here. But this is where self-denial takes us. If there are things that are challenging your allegiance to God, those things must never take the place of God in your life as a disciple. They must never take God's place at all. Even if it means having to get favor from men, but it costs your allegiance to God, you must renounce it. We are to renounce human glory if it diminishes the glory of God in our lives. That's why the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And yes, we are to deny self, ourselves. Many times we think that, yes, it is easy to say, deny self. But remember, the self that you are talking about, that you, 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 that always wants to sit on the throne is so powerful. Sometimes you may be so, so successful in renouncing all these other things out there. 
But when self is still seated on the throne of your heart, there is something else that you need to do. There's something that I still need to do. And so sometimes, yes, we have to deny the self, that you, 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 that you must come off the throne and Jesus should be there. Sometimes you have to get to that point where you realize self about me is still on the throne. Self is still there. So you, there is no deliverance because all the other things have seemed so easy for you to renounce. Yes, you have renounced all those glories and favors and what, but there is the you who has not yet been dealt with. He's still seated on the throne of your hearts. It is not Jesus that lives there. It is not Jesus that reigns there. Self also must bow to Jesus. Myself must bow to Jesus also. That is where total deliverance then comes. Total deliverance. Because you have dealt with the enemy of yourself. So you can also be an enemy to yourself. When it comes to God having complete dominion in your life. Number two, take up your cross. The first one is, if you want to come after me, deny self. Number two, take up your cross and follow me. Take it up daily. By the way, it is take up your cross daily, daily, daily in the morning, noontime, evening, in the night, every time you're taking up the cross, it's a daily activity. It's a daily, a daily thing. It must happen daily. Take up your cross daily. If you're going to be a follower of the Lord Jesus, you're going to deny self. What are you going to take up the cross for? And this is what it means. One, be ready to bear afflictions in this life, knowing that God prepared them beforehand. Be ready. Because the cross is about affliction. The cross is about denial. The cross is not some comfortable thing that, that our friends put in their chests. No, it is not something that we look at and, and admire. The cross, the symbol of the cross, bearing the cross, and Jesus made sure it is a daily thing. Daily thing. So you don't bear it one, in one hour and put it down. No, no, no. Your identity in Christ must be consistent. Consistent. There must be consistency. So it will take commitment on your part. Let me ask us. Are you bitter about your afflictions in this life? Are you bitter about your afflictions, especially the afflictions that beset you daily from which you cannot escape? How do you respond to these afflictions, for instance? How? Jesus says, take them up and take them up daily. What does he mean? He means respond to those afflictions the way that, for instance, Joseph in the book of Genesis did. You remember Joseph? When he said this about his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God made it, meant it for good. God just stand it up for good. The scripture says that, that he works all things for our good. 
that even when there is affliction, when there is pain, when there is that suffering at that moment, he's working it out for my good and for your good. In other words, the affliction that you may be experiencing may be the result of someone's evil against you. But even so, you say, I take this up because this is God's will in my life. Rejoicing in God's will is paramount. God always has a purpose for me in any situation. As a child of God, that is my attitude. That should be your attitude. That even in this, one, God takes glory. Two, God has a purpose for me in this. And one of the greatest areas in which we must do this is forgiveness. Yesterday at lunch, our the professor was reminding us about forgiveness. Forgiveness. And each one of us, there is an area in our lives sometimes that when it is touched, you realize I haven't forgiven enough. In other words, I haven't submitted enough to God. That's why I say that aspect of self must get off the throne. Now, when you mention this area of forgiveness, taking up your cross daily, the area of forgiveness, that area of forgiveness is not something that is very like. Just think about Jesus on the cross when he said, Father, forgive them. Literally, he was saying, they have no idea what they're doing. Imagine what would your response be if it was you in that form of affliction? What would your response be? What would my response be? It's like Joseph forgave his brothers in spite of what they did to them. Joseph was able to see good out of the evil that was made for him. Honestly speaking, do we always see that in light of the afflictions that we go through on our daily? Do we see that good that God intends for you in light of that affliction moment that you're going through? In that moment when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They just have no idea what they're doing. There is no part of a Christian life that doesn't entail self-denial and forgiveness. You think about it. Self-denial is a part of every aspect of the Christian life. Forgiveness especially because to forgive requires denying self. To forgive requires denying self. Yourself must come off the throne. Your pride, because yourself will envelop things like pride. You are arrogant. You don't care what happens. Some people say, yes, I'll, for, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive you, but I'll not forget. No, 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 that's not forgiveness then. Jesus, forgive. I pray that would be our attitude. So every Christian life 
there has to be forgiveness, especially because to forgive requires self-denial. When someone has wronged you, what is your tendency? What is your temptation? You want to test their punishment upon your lips. Then you'll be satisfied that they have been punished. You want them to be set straight. You want them to get what they deserve. That was not the attitude that Jesus had. And that should not be our attitude as disciples. You see, you want them to feel the pain that they've made you to feel. Think about it. If there's gone, if there's, if, if there's ever going to be any forgiveness in a relationship, what does it require? It requires you setting that aside, setting aside self, denying self. It means taking a step towards someone who has wronged you and clear the air and embrace them and receive them and release them. And then it entails believing that the father is working in your afflictions. So these are very critical areas in our lives. But self-denial and taking up the cross daily. My God. These are things that you and I are assigned to carry. Assigned to live with. So that our Christian life tends to maturity and being more like Christ. These two tenets here. Denying self, taking up your cross daily. Let's look at the third and the last part. That if we fail to deny ourselves in this life, we lose our souls. And that is where verse 25 comes in. Because it says, what does it profit? A man, if he gains the whole world and yet loses or forfeits himself. What does it matter to have ease and comfort and popularity and beauty and prestige and success and power and money and influence without a true life? What does it matter? See, if we do not go the way of self-denial, we will lose our souls. And there is no temporal gain that can compare to the loss of a soul. There is no in-between when a soul is lost. When it's lost to the comfort and the popularity and the beauty and the prestige and the success and the power and the money and the fame. And the influence, all these things, you will have them in this life. But if you do not have life, if your soul is not protected in God, they are just vanity. Without true life, what does it matter? What are we investing ourselves in this morning? Think about it. What are we investing in? ourselves in. It's not just about forgiveness. It's not just about all these things that we've talked about. 
But in this particular case, it's about our stewardship. Our stewardship. Jesus says, if you are my follower, you will deny yourself. He's not saying deny yourself and you'll be saved. Else we are all in trouble. He's saying, and you know this, by the way, because he's just preached about the cross. And then he speaks about self-denial. He's saying, if you have become a Christian by my cross and by God's grace, the life that God is calling you to is a life of self-denial. A life that you can only live because of the gospel. Self-denial that you can only practice because of the grace of God. It's not in your ability to self-deny. It's by the grace of God that you can deny self. And he's saying to us this morning, come, die with me daily. Let there be death daily. Let there be dying daily to all these things that challenge your allegiance to God. Live for God daily. Deny yourself daily. And he says, I will satisfy you in ways that you could not possibly imagine today and in the days to come. So this, this is a package that God is unveiling to us this morning. Discipleship and self-denial. What are we investing in this morning? Where is our allegiance this morning? It is a daily process. It is a daily journey that we must take to be the true disciples that God wants us to be. And I thank God for this morning. And I thank God for the challenge of his word. My prayer is that, yes, as we live daily for him, as we grow in him, there will be many others that will entrust these things that God has given to us. There will be many others that will benefit from what God has given to us. That then completes discipleship as the journey when you entrust to other faithful. So may God bless us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> Thank you, Uncle David, for that teaching. It has been really, really powerful. <clears throat> Let's pray. Father Lord, we 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 Thank you for David, for the word that he has passed on to your people. I believe we've learned and picked about self-denial and how to be a disciple. Lord, we thank you that he has told us, must, or most of us must become more that, like Jesus. We must be like Jesus in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that we require to have a commitment or oh, that it is even a journey. It's not a one thing to do. It is something like a journey that you follow wholeheartedly. 
It's something, Lord, that we need to surrender to, that we need to surrender ourselves, and we need to be obedient to the Lord, that we need even, or oh God, to deny ourselves in so many things if we want to be good disciples of Jesus Christ. We need, Lord God, to bear that cross, O oh King of glory. Father, we want to trust you that he has really broken this scripture to our understanding. Yes, Lord God, that we need to put God beyond our emotions, Lord, many of us are emotions. Oh God, my master, but today you have taught us that we need to put God beyond our emotions, oh God, that we need to have <clears throat> that spirit of willingness to follow Christ and we real deny ourselves of all other things that might seem to be good. We need to have, oh God, that human sacrifice, sacrificing ourselves to offer to the altar unconditionally in the name of Jesus, to be obedient completely if we are to have that self-denial. Lord God, we thank you that if we are not sitting at your feet, we can't learn these things. Yes, we might say we know them, but there is uh, that thing comes in to, to remind us, oh God, what we are losing. Yes, Lord, you have told us, oh King of glory, through his teaching, Lord, that we should Oh God, offer ourselves to you totally and in to have that simple obedience, to just obey, no matter whether we understand what you're telling us to do, but to just obey. Thank you, Lord God, my master. Lord, you have told us to submit, oh God, to your will, not to our will, but to your will. Totally submit, oh King of glory, and look to the cross, oh God, our Father. Lord, we want to say, may you help us to submit. We have prayed in us. Many times it's so difficult for us to submit, but this morning we are reminded that we need to submit totally to your will, oh King of glory, and we need to be obedient, oh God, our Father. We need to self-deny ourselves. We know, O oh King of glory, that it will lead to trusting you completely, that then we might, we might go into that area of submitting to your will. Once we put our total trust in you, O oh God, we want, Lord God, to help us to crucify ourselves as your disciples, O oh God, that, 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 that self in us, O oh God, that is lifting itself up, Lord. You, we need you to help us, Holy Spirit, help us that we shall crucify ourselves, that self in us, O King of glory. Father, we pray, King of glory, this morning, that as disciples of Christ, as disciples that who want to, to deny ourselves self, oh God, that we need to embrace you, oh King of glory. Help us, Lord God, that we shall embrace you, oh God, our Father, that we shall renounce the favors that men are giving us and are lifting us, oh God, and are making us to, to forget that we need to submit to your will and bring this self-denial, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we need, oh God, to have that you uh, renounce that human glory that diminishes, oh God. We need to have you, oh God. Father, help us to deal help us to deal with the self and bring ourselves off the throne of our hearts, oh God. In our hearts, we have our own thrones. This morning, we are taught that you help us, oh God, to bow down to Jesus. Yes, to get that total deliverance. We know if we have those thrones in us, Lord, we might not be able to have that total 
spiritual deliverance. Lord, we are praying this morning that you help us to carry our cross daily and follow you and be ready to, to have those afflictions and have a positive attitude to the, towards them. He has reminded us about Joseph, Lord. Yes, that what his brothers meant for bad, it came out for good. How do we look at that those afflictions, Lord? We pray that you give us that power and authority to embrace them, not to become negative. Lord God, that we need to even rejoice in you. Let our rejoicing be paramount in you, oh God, our Father. Not half-baked rejoicing, but full in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to forgive, oh God, like how you forgave those, who, oh God, that did evil, wicked to you, oh God, that because they did not know what they are doing, even how Joseph forgave his brothers. Yes, Lord, our God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to uh, thank you for this morning, that Lord God help us, oh God, God, our God, our Father, to take that walk, my master, of self-denial and come off our, our, the spirit of arrogance that leads us to nothing. Father, set us aside, O oh God. Father, Lord, that every step we take, Lord God, let it bring glory to your holy name, O oh God. My master, I pray this morning that we shall choose to take the road of self-denial, O oh Lord God, and lose everything, Lord, but have you, O oh God. And my master, lastly, we pray, oh God, help us, oh God, to, to, to know that all this, we cannot do it in our own power. It's only by your grace, oh God. Father, it's only by your grace, oh King of glory. Father, we pray this morning that we shall put our allegiance to you alone as we deal with self-denial in our lives. We thank you, oh God. We bless you. Pray for David. Bless him today bless him forever for the word that you have put in his mouth and it has blessed all of us we give you praise this morning we give you honor in the mighty name of jesus christ we've prayed amen amen